A lifetime of hard work, children laughing in the kitchen, family photos on a restaurant wall, a legacy that lives on. It all comes from the power of a conversation, like the one Tommy Hall had with First Horizon Bank about taking over his father's Charleston-based restaurant business. Now the table is set for a whole new generation. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Tommy. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. show here on the fan 680 and 937 and it is friday as 680 the fan starting to clear out with a road trip over at lake oconee this weekend that's going to get wild and crazy folks can't wait to hear about it on monday blues will not be able to make the trip we got too much going on as far as the uh, three children in high school going in different directions. And our my in-laws and then my mother, they've often said, we're moving at warp speed. And when they leave after visiting, they're saying, you guys are moving way too fast. We got to go home and rest up. Want to thank Scott Rourke. He's a bulldog man. Finn's buddy in there serving up the food today. I saw some barbecues, some macaroni and cheese. Uh, Dan Matthews, what else did you get over there, man? Well, baked beans. The baked beans? Yeah, I mean, right now that looks like uh, a bunch of horses. I know the locker room was talking about the the strength of the horses this morning, but it looks like the horses haven't been fed in a couple of weeks. Yeah, it definitely looked like they came to feed right there. I mean, it's almost the OK Corral outside. It's unbelievable. Uh, You think these people have never eaten before. Nerney, you got some, right? Oh, you're damn right I got some. All right. Call I was it, first in line. Call it breakfast. I saw that. It was funny. I get here. I see donuts on the table, and then like I, my, my eyes do a 90-degree turn and just a whole platter of barbecue, so it sucked me right in. Yeah, you go for lunch at that point in time. Nerny with a fresh haircut, apparently. All right, so the show here on 680 AM, 93.7 FM, streaming at 680thefan.com. You can actually click and then watch the show. Listen on the mobile app. That's presented by Beaver Toyota of Coming. And you can listen on the smart speaker, brought to you by South Point Financial Services. Nernie, let's get to the big take. Bucks. Big. Take. Count them. Six. Six new NFL head coaches have been hired, and the scoreboard says white guys six, black guys none. Zero. The latest, the Jaguars have hired Doug Peterson, former Eagles coach. Brian Flores, the system racism lawsuit is, in my opinion, I'm no attorney like uh, Judice or, or these guys, but looks like the system racism lawsuit is adding more evidence by the day that the NFL hiring practices are a sham. Hold on, wait a minute. This just in, the NFL claims these charges are, and I quote, without merit. Deny, deny, deny. That's the NFL's plan. And you know what I think is shameful? The good old boys club is a total embarrassment. You know it. I know it. And the black coaches know it. And there's your big take. Joining me now is Jay Feely, former Atlanta Falcon, currently with the NFL on CBS. 
Jay, let's dive right into the Super Bowl 56 talk. Big news here in the Deep South. We've got an all-SEC quarterback showdown with Stafford <laughs> and Burrow going. What do you appreciate about about both of these guys? Well, I think you start with Joe Burrow, and he has this moxie. You know, I was talking about Tom Brady this week when he retired, and one of the things I said was he had an irrational confidence about himself. You know, even when he was six-string at Michigan or four-string with the Patriots, you know, that, that – belief you know to go up to a a Robert Kraft as a six-round pick and say I'm the best decision you ever made like it just doesn't make sense Joe Burrow has that same confidence swagger belief in himself you know and I, I love the way he responded playoff victory against the Raiders and he just was like yeah that's what we expected like we're not going to get all excited we're not going to go crazy because we got another game next week and we're going to go win that game as well and you know for him to go to beat the number one seed, to beat the, you know, the number two seed, to beat the Chiefs in Kansas City, you know, where Patrick Mahomes has had four straight AFC championships after getting down, like they, they look like they're about to get run out of the building, you know, and <clears throat> Joe Burrow just has that unquestioned belief. And I was talking to Zach Taylor leading up to that game, and he was talking about what had to change in Cincinnati for them to be successful? They, they did not have a good locker room, Buck. You know, they had a lot of me guys in there. And what really changed it was not the head coach or any of the assistants. It was Joe Burrow. It was Joe Burrow coming in and just taking ownership of that team and holding everyone accountable. And that flipped the script and changed that. And, you know, they go from the worst team in the NFL to now a chance to win a Super Bowl championship. And, you know, when you talk about Matthew Stafford, it's just unquestioned respect for who he is. You know, it was tough when he was in Detroit. It was tough, you know, every day. And he brought it, and he gave you everything he had. He's a great person, great family man, like the kind of guy you want to build around uh, at the quarterback position. And I'm just happy for the success that he's had this year. Yeah, he he absolutely survived in Detroit. I mean, I think about Barry Sanders and Calvin Johnson and – and where their career went in Detroit, and just really happy to see Matt getting this opportunity out in L.A. It just makes me feel good. And, and how about Joe Burrow? Even getting sacked, like, what, eight times in a game doesn't affect this guy. Yeah, you go back and you look. He, he's been pressured and hit more than any quarterback in the NFL over the last couple of years, and he, and he missed a big chunk of last year after he tore his ACL. You know, he has been beaten and battered since he got to Cincinnati, and yet he steps in and delivers. I mean, what he did in the Kansas City game was spectacular. His his mobility, getting away, making plays, running the ball, that that's what opened the game up for them and allowed them to start having some success offensively. And, you know, it's just so impressive watching. I mean, this guy's coming off ACL injury last year. And, and his willingness to stand in the pocket, to take hits, and sometimes it's his fault, right, Buck? I mean, you know, as a quarterback, he holds the ball sometimes longer than he should. But yeah. He didn't against Kansas City. He got rid of that ball quick, and he's going to have to do that against the Rams. When you look at that defense, there's never yeah. been a bigger mismatch, I don't think, at one position than the Rams' defensive front against Cincinnati's offensive line. Yeah, and didn't Urban Meyer tell Burrow he couldn't play a lick in college? How about that? <laughs> hey, well, so I don't think Urban Meyer could coach in the NFL, so they're equal. <laughs> so the Rams head coach, Sean McVay, an Atlanta product, uh, what makes him so good, Jay? It, it, you know, I know his offensive scheme is among the best in the league, but what about just relating to these men 
uh, in an NFL locker room? What what makes McVay so uh, effective? Yeah, and you just brought up Urban Meyer. I think that's what he failed at more than anything was the relational aspect of being a head coach. And you have to have this great balance in the NFL between accountability and relational ability. You have to be able to hold guys accountable while still having relationships with them and encourage them. They got to want to come to work. They got to want to play for you. And I think he does that as good or better than anybody. And and he and he is brilliant. Like he he is so smart. He's got great recall. His scheme is excellent. Um, I think he does a really good job, probably better than anybody, at showing you the same thing over and over with all kinds of wrinkles, and and, and not allowing you to know what he's doing pre-snap because he shows you the same thing every time. Uh, you know, and I think he just does an excellent job of, of scheming guys open and creating big plays. And, you know, I, I think really highly of him. He, he's a guy that I know I would have loved to play for. Every coach that I talk to, they say great things about him. You know, and, and that's part of it as well, Buck. you gotta you got to have great relationships with your assistants because they're the one out there coaching those guys every day and they got to have unquestioned belief in you as the head coach as well. Yeah, and he better be careful, man. All those assistants are now getting head coaching jobs. I know. I'm so excited for Kevin O'Connell. I think he's going to get that Vikings job. He's the guy I played with him when we were at the Jets, and I just love the kind of person he is. I've been excited every step along the way, and I think he'll be a great head coach. When Before the season ended, I put out a list of you know the guys I would go out and get if I were looking for a head coach, and he was close to the top of that list. And, and that was before he became a, you know, a name that was in vogue. Like he, he didn't get listed by anybody at the beginning of the cycle. And, and I think he'd be an excellent coach, a guy who played the quarterback position, who understands it, who's excellent relationally, but ha- has been schooled both in San Francisco as well as in L.A. You know, so you got Shanahan and McVay. You got both of that you know, incorporated into his DNA, and, and I think he'll be a great head coach. Jay, let's talk about the keys to victory in Super Bowl 56. And, and we've already uh, just uh, hit on, on the big one, in my opinion. Can the Bengals protect Joe Burrow? Got sacked more than any other quarterback in the National Football League this past year, even more than Matt Ryan, believe it or not. Uh, 12 sacks in three playoff games, 51 sacks in the 17 regular season games. Their interior offensive line have got their hands full trying to hear trying to handle Aaron Donald and this Rams defensive front. Is it possible they can protect Joe Burrow? I think I think the only way they can protect him, Buck, is to get the ball out quick all the time. You know, you can negate a great pass rush, you know, by getting that ball out so quick that they don't have time to get home. Now that limits though what you can do downfield. But luckily they got a guy in Jamar Chase, you know, who can catch a six yard hitch, a little quick look and he can take it the distance. And and so you're going to have to do a good job scheming things. To me, I, I'd, go, I'd go max protect almost all day. <clears throat> you know, do two, two three-man concepts at most, you know, and, and, and try to protect and chip on, on the edges and, and help Aaron Donald where they can double-team him inside. And just, just make up your mind that we're not going to get beat because of our offensive line. I mean, this is a team in Cincinnati who is switching out their right guard every two series in the AFC championship, that's not a recipe for success. You know, when you get to the AFC championship and you don't even know who your starters are on the offensive line, that, that's tough. But I, I don't know that they can, that they can handle them. I, I think, you know, that it's such a mismatch and they have, it's not one guy, they got three, four guys, you know, they got an excellent front, 
freaks that can get after you inside and outside. And, you know, the, the key matchup, the other key matchup to me is Jalen Ramsey against Jamar Chase. I, I got to think they're going to put Jalen on him, that he's going to travel with him, that he's going to get him at the line of scrimmage and try to be physical and not allow him to have any free releases and try to just make it really difficult. Because if you jam him at the line, you don't give him a free release. Now you can't hit that quick hitters. And now Joe Burrow has to, has to pump and hold that ball. And, and then that defensive line can get home. Great having Jay Feely on the podcast this week, former Atlanta Falcon, currently on NFL on CBS as an analyst. You can hear the entire interview on Bucks Beat Podcast, episode 49. It is a Super Bowl preview uh, with Feely and I breaking it down. Sponsor of Bucks Beat is Mickey Himes and the GetMickey.com team at Keller Williams. If you're looking for a Lake Lanier property or a home up 400, Mickey's the man. Call 678-341-7474, or you can go to GetMickey.com, click, and get an expert. Coming up next on the show, man, I'm living dangerously today. I will rank the top five all-time Georgia Bulldog quarterbacks. Coming up in the next segment, it's the Baloo Show here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. Tonight in Arkansas, there's a mother tucking in her daughter and turning off the light. A business owner is burning the midnight oil. An at-home dinner date is plating up possibility. And it's all happening under one roof. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one John from Integrity Solutions had with First Horizon Bank about his vision for a sustainable mixed-use building. Now it's not just words, it's life. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash John. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Got the Buck Blue Show here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. Appreciate you hanging out with us on this Friday. We got the revolving producer thing going. Adam Gillespie, I believe he's under the weather. Derek Thomas, he's been worked to a nub. I think he talked his way into maybe sleeping in this morning. Uh, Jordan DeArman, she is a traveling woman right now. She's all over the place. So Dan Matthews has stepped in. Dan, we appreciate it. You're welcome, buddy. Hope Oliver doesn't get upset. He'll get over it. All right. And, of course, Sean Nerney is always here working hard. Nerney, I... And if we had a vote today, I would vote you for the hardest working man here at 680 The Fan. I appreciate that, Buck. It's, it's the uh, barbecue I just uh, pounded 20 minutes ago is uh, starting to take effect. So if I fall asleep back here, it is not you. It is uh, yeah. gluttony. <laughs> Stay awake, brother. Hey, golfers, The Fan and Bears Best Atlanta are here with an invitation for you to kick off your golf season with the 2022 Chili Dip Open. It's fun. You're playing a great golf course. Nicholas, this is like his top 18 holes on the eastern part of the country, and it's one of my favorite tracks in all of metro Atlanta. So we want you to get signed up. If you're a business and you want to start your year by reaching some of Atlanta's most active and affluent golf fans like Fennerin, send an email to golf at 680thefan.com for sponsorship information. It's the Chili Dip Open benefiting First Tee Atlanta. Coming up Friday, February 25th at my fave, Bears Best. It's time for a nugget. 
Mmm, tasty. <laughs> Time for the College Football Nugget. Presented by your locally owned and operated Ace Hardware. Find your neighborhood store at acehardware.com. Put an S on it, man. It's Nuggets today. And Pete Golding, the Alabama defensive coordinator, partying down in the Tuscaloosa area after the National Signing Day 2 ended on Wednesday. And I guess he was on the way home, got popped by the police department there in the Tuscaloosa area and got nailed with a DUI. 1 a.m. Now, this is totally embarrassing to the Alabama brand. I'm sure it disappointed Nick Saban, who earlier in the day was found bragging on the great job that Pete Golding was doing. And then this. What will be the penalty? Well, he's going to have to pay up. Will he be demoted? Will he have to go seek counseling? You know something's coming down. Also over in Alabama, let's jump over to Auburn. And word on the street is that Brian Harson, going into his second year as the head coach of the Auburn Tigers, he's in a heap of trouble. The big boosters are regretting his hire. And my goodness, he hadn't been on the job but for a minute. 14 months on the job for Harson. He's already got the big-time Tiger boosters wanting to cut him loose. Tigers had a losing season last year in year number one for Harson. He's now had to replace both coordinators, chase Bobo away so he could take over the offense and call the plays. Then he had his defensive coordinator take a lesser job, left Auburn to go to Oklahoma State. Say what? What an indictment. Now he's fired the quarterback coach that he brought in, Austin Davis. Working with Russell Wilson out in Seattle for three years. And Austin Davis reportedly quit. They probably chased him off. A couple of weeks on the job. I mean, my goodness. Also, Harson lost. The Auburn Tiger quarterback, Bo Nix, he said, I'd rather cross the country and go play at Oregon then stay here and play for Brian Harson. Reputation already on the street that Harson's a difficult guy to work for. And apparently that Auburn program looks like it's heading in the wrong direction. And they're your nuggets day. Nuggets. Got more than one for you. Got Ross Tucker coming up at the bottom of the hour. We'll talk more about the Super Bowl. Ross with CBS Sports and Westwood One. He will be our truest on-up NFL reporter today. Looking forward to hanging out with Ross, former offensive lineman at the NFL level. And then coming up at 35 in the Bulldog Roundtable, stay tuned in 10 minutes. I'm going to reveal my all-time top five Georgia Bulldog quarterback list. And I'm a little nervous about doing so because this is a powder keg topic here in this part of the country. Powder keg, man. I'm I'm living dangerously coming out with that list. So, Dan, uh, make sure the doors are locked. Nobody breaks in here and tries to gun me down.
I was going to say, I mean, if there is one thing that gets Georgia fans angry, it is their quarterbacks, oh. and it's you messing with them unless they're talking bad about them. Right. Baloo's at the top of the list. Of hey, course. look, if you don't vote for yourself, who's going to vote for you? Yeah, if you don't believe in yourself, who else will? Yeah, I got John Laster, Lastinger, number two, my buddy from Valdosta that followed me as the quarterback at Georgia, played for a national title. And then I've got Hudson Mason, our colleague here at the fan, number three. Seems fair. Yeah. I mean, look, we've all got our opinions. I'll reveal the top five. I was just kidding around about that one. I've got the real list coming up at 35 after the hour. Which gives us time to do the NFL top five. The best in college football and the NFL. Five, five, four, four, three, three, two, two, one. one. It's time for Buck Baloo's top five. All right, Buck, let's start with the uh, the latest in the Brian Flores. Now, you've had some owners come out, and it seems that the notice to everybody has been uh, denied, denied, denied. Yeah. What's the latest going on My with this? My goodness. Stuff? Yeah, that's that seems to be their platform here. We're going to deny everything. Elway is denying that, you know, he showed up drunk in the meeting. He, he blamed it on a long overnight flight. You think they were drinking on that thing? And then you have Ross, the owner down in Miami with the Dolphins. He's now denying that, that he told Flores to tank and lose games on purpose. You got the Giants telling Bill Belichick. They said they didn't tell Belichick who they were going to hire. Deny, deny, deny. They look more guilty by the moment, if you ask me. The good old boys club. Yeah, if anybody, I think Stephen Ross is is in some deep doo-doo if uh, the allegations made against him. Kick his butt out of there. Yeah, they may. All right, uh, your best educated guess here, Buck. The first quarterback taken off the NFL draft or taken in the NFL draft. Yeah, we got the Senior Bowl wraps up with the game coming up tomorrow. So practice, apparently there's been nobody that's really wowed everybody but Beaver Toyota, the only people that are wowing right now but nobody wowing at the senior bowl at quarterback but my uh my best educated guess would be the first quarterback off the board in the first round of the nfl draft is going to be the charlotte panthers at number six taking kenny pickett with that pick what if he's still around at eight you think uh falcons may take a run at him they should I agree with you. All right. Uh, the, yesterday, we find out that Byron Lefwich, who was the top candidate uh, really the past few weeks to land that uh, head coaching job in Jacksonville, he's taken his name out of the running. Uh, what do you make of that whole situation? Well, I got I got a lot of respect for Brian uh, Byron Leftwich uh, when he was a player. Remember that that situation where he had the injured leg and he completed a pass and his lineman went over and. Leftwich put his arm over the shoulder pads of the offensive lineman, and he escorted Leftwich down to the first down marker so they could get to the next play. And this guy's tough. And he's done an outstanding job as the quarterback coach, working with Tom Brady. I mean, this guy's definitely qualified to get one of these head coaching jobs. But I respect him even more now because reportedly he told the Jaguars that he wasn't interested in the job if he had to work with Trent Baalke, the general manager. This is huge, by the way. And Josh McDaniels, this is what he ran into when he talked to Indianapolis a few years back about taking the Colts job, and then he backed out of the job when he found out he wasn't going to be making many of the decisions at all. 
So Leftwich was was very clear with him, man. Interested in the job, but only if you get rid of this bulky bum. I look, the Jaguars job is a mess. I mean, they, they're two months into the job search, and they're still clueless. And I don't think you want to spend half your time yeah. traveling uh, to and from England because it feels like, you know, they're going to be spending you know, Look, half and, their Look, and if you don't think you can work with a general manager, don't take the job. No, not in this day and age. All right, let's move on. We've had a lot of uh, coach firings uh, this offseason so far, but who is the worst remaining head coach that is yet to be fired? Well, I thought before Joe Judge got fired, he was on the list. Terrible. Now, though, the worst head coach in the National Football League not fired yet, I would say Mike McCarthy and Dan Campbell are tied at the top of the list. Talk about bad coaches. How did they get another job? I don't know if you heard Matt Eberflus, the uh, the new Bears coach, uh, his introductory press conference. He sounded, I mean, cadence, vocabulary. He used Dan Campbell 2.0, so I don't you know, take that for uh, for what it means. Let's, uh, Barkley would say terrible. Let's finish with this. We just talked about the Jags a second ago. So let's talk about their fallback guy. Uh, Doug Peterson announced as the head coach in Jacksonville. What do you make of it? Well, apparently he can work with Balky. I mean, he worked with that guy up in Philadelphia. He can work with anybody. But I think this is a really good break for Trevor Lawrence. You get a guy that has got a reputation for being a quarterback whisperer. I mean, he knows what winning's all about. He's played in the NFL as a backup quarterback. I think this is a break for Trevor Lawrence to get a guy like this in there taking the job. But it's bad for change. Again, white dude six, black guy zero right now. And he's head coaching hires. And there's your top five. There's your today. top five. Bucks top five on 680 The Fan, Atlanta's sports station. All right, coming up in uh, less than five here, I'm going to have the Bulldog Roundtable, and I will reveal my top five all-time Georgia quarterbacks. Going out on a limb with this one. But uh, we're living dangerously today on this Friday. We'll see how it goes. Right now, though, let's go to the uh, Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker line. Bring on Ross Tucker with CBS Sports and Westwood One NFL analyst. He's our truest on-up NFL reporter today. Ross, how's it going, man? I'm doing awesome. I'm actually kind of intrigued by your uh, top five or top ten Georgia quarterbacks. I'm I'm interested <laughs> to hear that. I will say this: I I'm a little bit surprised that Stetson Bennett is coming back for another year. I thought he had an awesome opportunity to kind of ride off into the sunset and you know do whatever he wanted to do next in life. Although I suppose you know it's got to be pretty cool to be the returning Georgia starting quarterback and be on campus and. You know, have another year. He's worked so hard to become the starter. So I get it. Um, you know, I don't, from a business standpoint, I guess I kind of thought he would move on, but I'm sure with the NIL and stuff, he could probably clean it up. Yeah, and I think really the bottom line, he wants to play football, and this is the best opportunity to do so. Ross, I uh, saw you work in the sideline of that AFC title game in Kansas City. Bengals uh, take, took down the Chiefs. And I just came on the next day, and I just uh, lamb-blasted Mahomes for that poor decision on the final play of the first half, checking it down to Tyreek Hill. That ended up costing them the game. No question. Yeah, I, I thought it was from that play on, I think it's the worst I've ever seen Mahomes play. He showed some significant 
uh, what I'll call uh, football IQ issues, right? I mean, yeah. you know, what's interesting about that is I was on the sideline, as you referenced, and Andy Reid wanted to kick the field goal. And I've actually even seen videos of this there. And Mahomes said, one more, I got it. One more, I got it. And so I think Andy Reid trusted that Mahomes knew the situation and knew throw the ball in the end zone or throw it away, right? Yeah, and he thought they had a timeout. Uh, you see him calling for the timeout? I mean, that's terrible. Really, really bad. Really bad. And, and honestly, I, I wonder how much uh, blame you put on Andy Reid because obviously he trusted his guy, but the guy wasn't worthy of the trust. And, yeah. you know, I, Andy Reid should have said to him, look, we don't have any more timeouts. You've got to go in the end zone with this. So I think some, some blame goes to Andy Reid, but I'm a former player, so I, I, I'm always going to put the responsibility on the players. And I'm convinced that that affected how Mahomes played in the second half convinced. I, I think he knew how bad that was and knew that he damaged some of the trust he had built up with Andy Reed. I really believe that. Now the flip side to it is, which I think is interesting too, is, you know, he played so bad in the second half. And then even the last play of the game, he almost lost the game on a fumble. They have a chip shot field goal at the nine he gets sacked for like a 15, 20-yard loss and fumbles. Can you imagine what we would be saying if that's how the game ended with the Bengals just jumping on the ball and Mahomes fumbling in that situation? It would have been two of the biggest all-time blunders, really, in, in, in modern history. Ross, besides Joe Burrow, what impresses you about the Bengals, and are they here to stay, do you believe, moving forward? I think I'm impressed by – their coaching staff. And I really didn't think very much of Zach Taylor the first couple of years. I mean, they won six games his first two years as a head coach total, but especially this D coordinator, Lou Anarumo, I mean, you know, they held the Titans to 16 points. They got three interceptions off of Tannehill. They twice held the chiefs to three points in the second half. They got two interceptions off of Mahomes. I mean, this D coordinator for Lou, for the Bengals, Lou Anarumo, because I'm not—I don't think they're really loaded on defense. I don't think they have great talent over there. I mean, they got some good players. Jesse Bates is a good player. Mike Hilton at nickel. Trey Hendrickson, but I don't know. I, I think Lou Anarumo's name should be up there for some of these jobs with the job he's done as the D coordinator with Cincinnati. Hey Ross, tell us uh, about myfrontpagestory.com. I'm telling you, man, it's it's the best Valentine's Day gift I've ever heard of. A buddy of mine started the company, so I've seen a bunch of the videos now of guys giving these to their significant others. It's awesome. It's crazy. Like, when they're opening it, they don't even know what it is. They're like, what is this? And the guy's always like, I had a story written about you, hon. What do you mean you had a story written about me? It <laughs> looks like it's on the cover of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. It's beautiful. It's framed. It has a picture of her and the family and you and whatever. But then when she actually reads it and she sees the quote from you saying, I just never thank her enough for the little things she does for the family. Like I'm telling you, they cry, Buck. They cry every time, almost without fail. It's incredible. It's myfrontpagestory.com. I told my buddy the motto for the company should be, she will cry, you will win. (laughs) Myfrontpagestory.com. Yeah, and we all need to, uh, you know, do a good job coming up on Valentine's Day. Ross, appreciate your time. I know you got some other stations you got to get to. We appreciate you coming on today. 
Yeah, anytime. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Ross Tucker, CBS Sports and Westwood One, calling that NFL scene. And that leads us right into the big moment, the Bulldog Roundtable. The fan is proud to be the official sports talk station of the dogs. And it's time for Bulldog Roundtable with Buck Baloo. 25-20, far sideline, 15, 10, 5, get in there, touchdown! Bulldog Roundtable is proudly presented by Georgia's own credit union, Haug Law Group, Georgia Pack and Load, AAA, and by attorney Ken Nugent. And that's going to be the ball game. Georgia will win this ball game. Only on the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. All right, time to reveal the big list, the top five greatest Georgia quarterbacks. Baloo, number one. Stetson Bennett, number two. John Lastinger, number three. Now, hold on. That, that was my, I was just fooling around list. All right, let's be serious for a moment. Now, this came about because there's a magazine that just came out with the all-time Georgia team. And they listed uh, every position, offense and defense, special teams, came out with a list. And so it you know, had a lot of conversation off the air. And so I decided to live dangerously and move forward with this on the show. So let's do it right now. I am uh, going to start at the top of the list. And I'm going to assume, and I know what happens <clears throat> when you assume, but I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to assume the Rams win the Super Bowl. Take down the Bengals. And in that scenario, I've got Matt Stafford number one on my list. Three-year starter at Georgia. Did some amazing things. I believe the Bulldogs 30-9 and was their record with Stafford as the starting quarterback. And he would become the first Georgia quarterback to win a Super Bowl. Stafford would check in number one on the list. Number two. Falling from number one to number two in this scenario, Fran Tarkington. Now, look, I know a lot of you guys didn't get a chance to see Fran play, and and I uh, will come clean and say I never got a chance to see him play either, but I did see the videos. I've studied his past. I've uh, recognized all the things that he's done, like starting three Super Bowls, Fran Tarkington. He started three of them for the Minnesota Vikings. Pro Football Hall of Fame, College Football Hall of Fame, Most Valuable Player, Countless Pro Bowls. Fran Tarkington, number two on my list. Number three, I'm going David Green. Four-year starter. When he left Georgia, he was the winningest quarterback in SEC history. 42-10. and Number four, Aaron Murray, another four-year starter for the Georgia Bulldogs. 36-18 and 18 the Bulldogs were during those four years. The stats, they were throwing that football all over the field. Murray with probably the best stats out there, a uh, really good guy, uh, a guy that the team rallied around, uh, a good leader. I've got Aaron Murray checking in at number four. Number five, Eric Zier. 
another four-year starter at Georgia, and was really the first quarterback that stepped in on the uh, the campus and started to throw the ball around 30, 40 times a game. Eric Zier, 30-15-1 as the starter at Georgia, started 91, 92, 93, 94. The first Bulldog quarterback that really had the opportunity to put that ball in the air. And if you're wondering about number six, I got DJ Shockley, number six. Uh, honorable mention, Jake Fromm, Stetson Bennett, Mike Bobo. But my top five all-time great Georgia quarterbacks, if the Rams win the Super Bowl, Stafford, number one, Fran Tarkington, number two, David Green, number three, Aaron Murray, number four, and Eric Zier, number five. Bucks top five on 680 The Fan, Atlanta's sports station. All right, got some big news coming out of high school football. I'll hit that next as we continue on the Buck Palou Show here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. I'm ready for That's the Buck Palou Show here on The Fan, Monday through Friday. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. This morning in North Carolina, wheels are spinning. Determination is winning. A passion is now a thriving business, and it shows no signs of slowing down. How? The power of a conversation like the one Clint Spiegel had with First Horizon Bank about starting a bike wheel manufacturing facility in Asheville. Now it's not just talk, it's rubber meets road. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Clint. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Friday, 10 to 11, and if you can't listen between 10 and 11, hey, don't worry about it. Get that fan app, and then you can pull up the show podcast and listen whenever you get ready to listen. Making it easy on you. And I'm told, too, I need to tell you, you need to tune into the Business of Sports segment each week on The Fan. That's presented by the outstanding people at Southern Company. This uh, impacting business in Atlanta and the local sports scene. Hey, we've got it covered. It's the Business of Sports, and it's presented by Southern Company, changing the future of energy in all the communities they serve. Let's get a Buck Blue Show headline in there. Brought to you by Grease Monkey. And wanted to give a, a special shout-out on the show today to Trey Young and the Atlanta Hawks. Man, we had fun last night watching the Hawks take down the NBA's best team, the Phoenix Suns. Ice-cold Trey, 43 points on them last night. That was fun to see. Even Shaq enjoyed that one. EJ, I know he had fun watching it. Uh, as we had the TNT national coverage last night. Man, that was awesome. Hawks uh, travel up to Toronto, taking on the Raptors tomorrow night. A win there, and we even up our overall record to 26-26. and 26. Headlines is brought to you by Grease Monkey. Oil changes and more. It's done fast. It's done right. Visit GreaseMonkeyAuto.com for store locations and those special offers that will come down. So, yeah, the news coming down this morning that Doug Peterson gets the Jacksonville Jaguars job. And, guys, I, I was hoping you'd chime in, chime in on this one. Trevor Lawrence, who suffered through a horrible rookie season with the Jag- I mean, when he got drafted by the Jaguars, you just know that it's going to be a really long year. 
going to be a long year. And then you figure out when you get there that Urban Meyer is not only a jerk, but he's terrible coaching NFL players. Well, he threw his quarterback under the bus, too, for no reason. A guy who had never had any reputation of being other, anything other than straightforward about his bachelor party in Las Vegas. Yeah. And then what about when Urban decides, you know what, I'm not going to fly back with the team. Uh, although no coach in NFL history has done what Urban Meyer did and said, you know what, you guys head on back to Jacksonville. I think I'm going to hang out up here a little longer. I'll, I'll see you guys back at the complex in a day or two. And then he's, he's in there with this woman, with his wife, I believe, was in the very next room. Okay, where's that blonde at? Yeah, and the blonde is, is grinding, and I mean, that was a, a total embarrassment. That, that's all Urban Meyer was at the NFL level. And if you look at a lot of the college football, yeah, it was an embarrassment also. Now, he did a lot of winning at the college level, which allowed him to act like a jerk. Anyway, so Trevor Lawrence, he suffers through that miserable year, and he's probably thinking this isn't going to go well down here in Jacksonville. But I think now he's caught a really good break with the Jags hiring Doug Peterson as the new head coach. He's quarterback friendly. He's won a Super Bowl as a head coach. He was a longtime NFL backup quarterback, so he knows about the position, the pressures, what you need to do to be effective. I think this is a really good hire for Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars. The Jags, by the way, they, they've suffered enough. One winning season. The last, about this, uh, 10 of the last 11 seasons for the Jaguars, they've lost more than 10 games. Talk about losing. Talk about miserable. And Trevor Lawrence, local area kid around Metro Atlanta here, and I'm feeling good for him today with Peterson getting that job, Dan. More good news for the Jags, uh, the, the players and coaching staff. Uh, Doug Peterson, renowned ice cream aficionado, uh, and he is known for uh, offering after team meetings, watching a little bit of film, he's known to supply the players and staff with, with ice cream. Yeah, and Trevor, maybe he could put that on his hair. Does it work like mayonnaise? We'll watch this video, and then I'll treat you to some ice cream. It's a good day for Trevor Lawrence. Huge Haagen-Dazs guy, apparently, too. Oh. Is that the uh, yeah. ice cream that Pelosi goes with? Uh, it might be. Probably is. It's it's the high-end ice cream. Yeah, that's a little too a blue expensive man for myself. our taste. Yeah, we like the Bluebell. Brings me to the final word today on the show. And we're going to end it with good news. Good news for Atlanta area high school quarterbacks and running backs. Milton High School's five-star, number one rated defensive lineman, LT Overton, will not be playing this season. Overton will forego his senior season, graduate in May, and sign as a member of the 2022 class that just wrapped up on Wednesday. LT had 20 sacks last season and totally dominated the line of scrimmage. I got a chance to see him play the last two years. Overton announced that he has narrowed down his choices to a uh, top five. Here's the top five. Baloo number one, Stetson Bennett. No, no, no. Hold on. That's the wrong sheet. Georgia, Oregon, 
Ohio State, Texas A&M, and Oklahoma. I bet Jimbo trotted out the NIL deals on him. No, no, no. Uh, Dude, this Overton cat is a beast. He was a power forward on the Milton High School State basketball title team and just a force on the defensive line. So he was the number one rated player in the 2023 class. So now guess who moves up to number one? Manning. But good news for Region 6-7A quarterbacks and running backs. They won't have to deal with LT Overton this season. Pass rushers, man. you got to watch out for them. Hey, Buck, do you know how to stay connected to all the latest shows? Your favorite fan shows on the fan app sponsored by Beaver Direct. The fastest and easiest way to shop online for your next vehicle. Visit beavertoyotaofcoming.com and see what wow really means. Download the fan app now in the iTunes and Google Play Store. I knew that. And I'm going to double down and say South Point Financial Service is sponsoring our smart speaker, the Mortgage Professionals, more at SPFS.com. Listen to the fan on Amazon Echo, Google Nest, Apple HomePod, and more. Looking forward to Monday here at the fan. We get to hear about all the stories of you guys throwing down over there at Lake Oconee at the Ritz-Carlton. you got to watch out for this guy in front of me. Don't get arrested. It's going to do it for the Blue Show. Thanks for hanging out all week long. We're back on Monday. Nick and Chris coming up next. Thank you, Buck. A lifetime of hard work, children laughing in the kitchen, family photos on a restaurant wall, a legacy that lives on. It all comes from the power of a conversation, like the one Tommy Hall had with First Horizon Bank about taking over his father's Charleston-based restaurant business. Now the table is set for a whole new generation. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Tommy. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Sir Robert, I want to thank you for your time. I just don't think you're the right person for this position. I don't understand. Was it something I said? Well, we did a background check on you and found some things of concern. If you're in charge of hiring for your company, you know how helpful a background screening can be. That's why companies that use Horizon Background Screening make smarter hiring decisions. Don't let the wrong hire put your company at risk. Get the real story on your candidates at horizonscreening.com. Horizonscreening.com.